welcome to the India Dunn & Company podcast. Today, my guest is Megan Lorson, and I met Megan at the Digital Summit last year. We were introduced to each other by the Your Day Off podcast guys, and I immediately knew that she was somebody that I wanted to get to know better, and I'm really glad that I got to have this time to get to hear her story and um, in turn share it with you. Hello and welcome to the India Down and Company podcast. I am so excited to invite Megan Larson for a conversation today. How are you? I am so good. Thank you so much, India, for having me on your podcast. I'm so excited. I, I've, you know, obviously you and I talked before this and we've had to reschedule a couple times and I'm so glad that, the, that we finally get to do this because I'm really looking forward to hearing your story. Yes, me too. And I'm so excited to share it. Thank you. Um, so first we can start with, I just would love the people who are listening to know where you're at and where you're working and how you do that work um, as far as is this salon, are you solo? Okay. All that good stuff. Yeah. Tell us about yourself. Okay. So uh, my name is Megan Lorson and I am located in a small town in Virginia called Rocky Mount. A lot of people are familiar with Roanoke, so it's very close to Roanoke, Virginia. But I currently um, own a salon with my mom. We partner together, and we are coming up actually on four years this year in May. So Woo-hoo. it's been a ride, and it's been a journey, but we're, we made it. You know, after I think after two years, you can say you're safe, you made it. I, so, I agree. <laughs> so, um, yeah, but we love what we do. Uh, we work very well together, and I just absolutely love everything about this industry, I'm constantly like learning, educating, listening to podcasts, what's next, what's next. I'm always looking for the what's next and trying to level up like constantly. I, I see that in your, your Instagram feed. (laughs) I, I love watching, you know, your exuberance and your thirst, you know, your hunger um, for new information and, and how you're constantly seeking to to raise up, you know, that bar for yourself and for the people who follow you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So where did you start? Did you, I can't remember, did you tell me that you went to a Paul Mitchell school or you were an educator for that? Um, I actually am in the process right now of finishing my course to be an educator for Paul Mitchell. I would have loved the Fantastic. chance to go to a Paul Mitchell school, but unfortunately there was not one in my area, area at the time, but there is okay. now. Cool. So, Yeah. And what, I mean, I'm, I'm old Paul Mitchell, you know, school. So um, mm-hmm. old school Paul Mitchell, I should say, um, you know, I, I know what attracted me. What is it that attracted you to be an educator for them? Um, well, I guess I'll have to take it back for, let's see, right before, like a year before we opened our salon, we went to, um, actually it was the Charlotte Fashion Focus, the Cosmoprof beauty show that they put on every year in Charlotte. So at that time, we were kind of in a, I don't know what you want to call it. We were just kind of in a spot where we were like, you know, thinking about opening a salon and is now the time and just kind of, you know, in the back of our minds. So anyways, we went to the Charlotte Hair Show. And of course, Paul Mitchell always has their setup there. And um, we ended up going over there and literally the whole team that was there sat down with my mom and I for over an hour and just Mm. basically like laid out how their salons are run, the five different areas, you know, you got the 
the retail, the wash house and the, the color bar and all of that. And to me and to my mom, it just made sense. Like it just clicked with us. We're like, that's so simple. Like, you know, it's just so simple. And we just fell in love with the culture. And so we knew right then, you know, we're going to open our salon and it's going to be a Paul Mitchell focus salon. And so that's what we did. And it's been like the best thing we've ever done. And I just love the color Paul Mitchell products me too. Um, so yeah. I knew I just wanted to also be an educator for them as well. Fantastic. That's awesome. Yeah, it just it makes it so easy for a creative minded person. It's such a great system to set up so that you can just walk in and, you know, do your job with all of these foundations put into place. Oh, yeah. It's just, you know, it's not like you're thoughtless about it, but it's just such a congruent space for a hairdresser to right. do their work. Absolutely. It just makes sense. How fun for you. So how long have you had your license? How long have you been doing hair? Um, I've been doing hair for going on seven years now, I think. Six and a half, uh-huh. seven years, somewhere around there. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So wait, how old are you? I am only 22 years old which holy crap <laughs> yeah I'm a little bit ahead of the game I'm I'm a unicorn I guess you could say um <laughs> I'd say so so I graduated high school with my diploma when I was 16 years old and since I was in high school I always loved doing my friend's hair updos for prom and all of that and I knew I wanted to do something in like the fashion the beauty industry so one day I was just like I want to do hair. Like that just makes sense. I love doing hair and I love making people feel beautiful about themselves. So I graduated at 16 and I literally went straight into cosmetology school and I went to a school and I only went there for like four months and it just wasn't the school for me. It Mm. just started to turn into things that weren't what I was there for. You know, I was there to learn and I wanted to get the best education possible So I ended up transferring to a second beauty school and um, I loved it there. It was actually a salon. So at the time they had a school there. So I was able to shadow multiple stylists, get that real experience like, you know, you would Mm -hmm. in a salon. Um, So I ended up graduating beauty school within like eight months. Um, But of course, I was always called the baby in school because I was 16 and, you know, (laughs) Of course. Gosh. I was fairly mature for a 16 year old, but of course I still looked like a 16 year old. So, um, <laughs> but yeah, I graduated in eight months and wow. I got offered a job working at that beauty, second beauty school that I went to, but I only stayed there for maybe two months. And I just realized like, I don't feel like this is the place for me. I don't feel like this is where I need to be. And okay. mind you, it was about 45 minutes from where I lived. So it was, okay. it was a good little drive, especially with traffic. So I was like, I just don't feel like this is the place where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So I ended up working at a salon that was like five minutes from my house. Oh. And at the time I was actually going to, um, a Bible college. So after I graduated, um, cosmetology school, I decided to go to a Bible college. Um, our church wow. has a Bible college and it was part-time. So I was able to go there and then, um, work, during, you know, after, you know, classes and stuff. And I just kind of wanted to do that to just get a better foundation and like learn the Bible better and things like that. So beautiful. did two years of that and 
was working in the salon, you know, as a receptionist, taking some clients, just trying to build my clientele. And uh-huh. it was probably a, about a good year before I started to really have a decent, steady clientele. And then my mom started working there also, probably several months after I started working there. And okay, she, so how, how long has your mom been a hairdresser? So she has actually only been a hairdresser for about four four years now because she actually yeah it's a crazy story it's it's one of those things that I just don't even know how it happened but um she was actually being apprenticed at the hair salon that I was working at and me and the owner were teaching her oh my gosh I love it wow (laughs) that's a whole other episode yeah yeah (laughs) it's a lot for sure it's fantastic though I love it yeah um so about a year and a half after uh, working at that salon, we opened up our salon and it just happened. Like it was, it was not even necessarily planned. It was just everything kind of start felt like falling into place and falling mm-hmm. into order. And next thing you know, we just, we had a building down the street that opened up and the rent was good. We renovated it. We completely decorated it ourselves. We did all the work ourselves in there And we opened up like six months later (laughs) and just went with it. So yeah. And been there for, like I said, it'll be four years in May now. Wow. And the whole time, like I, I, you know, obviously as you stated, you have a, you know, a deeper understanding of the Bible as a result of going to the, um, the college. I mean, building your faith along the way do you just see that as a total like it it created a trajectory for you that you had this just grace constantly yeah absolutely constantly yeah uh, my faith definitely plays a huge part in my life because um I am a Christian and I just believe that you know everything happens for a reason and that you know God orders my steps and um, he just has, you know, I could have never, ever imagined that I would be the place that I am in my life right now. Like you could have never told me that because if you would have told me that when I was 16, first starting hair school, I would have said, you're crazy. Like that's never going to (laughs) happen. So, you know, I just kind of go where, you know, he leads me and, you know, (laughs) so yeah. Is there something that happened that inspired you to want to deepen your faith? As um, you were, you know, graduating school and building a clientele and, and everything that you were doing, did you just know that that needed to be a part of your path? Yeah, it's always been a part of my life. Um, you know, growing up, like we always went to church and, you know, we were always went to church every Sunday. And so it's always been a part of my life. And I just have grown up in that. And I, it's just really important to me. And I, it always will be. Because it's not very typical of a 16, 17-year-old to say, you know what, I'm going to devote two years of my yeah. life to learn the Bible better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not, but, you know, it's honestly, it was the hardest thing I ever did because, you know, doing that and then on top of just graduating cosmetology school, working, trying yeah. to build your clientele, it was the hardest time of my life. But I look back and I'm, you know, like I said, everything happens for a reason. And I feel like the reason that, you know, it was hard for me because, because, you know, there's harder things coming in my life. And I feel like, you know, God was sort of preparing me for those harder things to come. And so it was just part of those building blocks Mm. for me in my life. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, So when you open the salon with your mom, and you are not only kind of uh, 
creating a foundation for your salon culture you've at least you've got you know a system set in place Mm -hmm. with the paul mitchell um signature salon um how did you feel about you know getting people to come and work for you and creating a clientele that that was going to support you i mean what was your vision in in that salon culture um so just a little like side note the salon i worked with uh before was only up the street from us so that's a whole nother thing in itself and um yeah that was hard but um I did not end up taking any of my clients with me, actually, surprisingly, even though it was wow. just down the street. Okay. Yeah. So we literally had to build our clientele from the ground up. And, you know, this was maybe almost five years ago. And I started marketing, like, as soon as we started renovating that space to move into, we started marketing for our clientele. And, I mean, we just totally, like submerged ourselves in education that whole first year of business and it was like such a learning curve for both of my mom and I and we've literally come so far but you know we had a lot of education and you know we've gotten the education of you know you can brand your salon and you can have the clients that you want and not just anybody so it was just a thing of you know building our social media page and posting what we want And, Mm -hmm. you know, now we get those clients that we want. We get the clients that love us and we love them. And, you know, they just fit with our salon and our culture and everything. So great. And then um, as far as our like employees, we have four stylists total, including myself and my mom. And then we have a receptionist, um, which is also my sister. And she's also apprenticing to get her license. Um, basically, awesome. <laughs> basically it's a family, it's a family salon. Business. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's awesome. Um, so, you know, my sister works the front desk, she's apprenticing. And then my sister-in-law is also a licensed hairstylist. She works there as well. And then we have another lady that works with us. She's not related, but we, you know, we say <laughs> she's adopted now. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. But it's fun. We all love working together. We all have similar beliefs and goals and, you know, we work together as a team and we have such a great team environment and it's, it makes it great for us. And then it makes it great for our customers as well. So it, yeah. it works out really well. <laughs> they feel like they're coming into a part of a, uh, becoming part of the family as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So how, I mean, for, for somebody that's looking, you know, listening to this and, and looking at the picture from the outside in, how do you not bring your family problems, situations, conversations, you know, gossip? Well, how do you keep that boundary for yourselves and, and your mom and your sister-in-law and now your sister? Yeah. Um, so we definitely, like when we're at work, we're working and it's strictly business related. We don't ever bring up or talk about family and you know a lot of people that are you know you're listening to this podcast right now and you're thinking oh my gosh I could never work with my mom or my sister or family or anything and I'm not going to say it's been easy it has probably been one of the hardest things that I've ever done but we are four years in now and we've gotten to a place where we have better communication we have both you know, learned what our places are in the business and what our tasks are. And, you know, I'm going to, the first probably like two years, it was so hard. And 
there were times that we almost did not have a salon because it just got so hard and it, it wasn't anything anybody necessarily did wrong. It was just two different, you know, for the most part, we have similar ideas, but you know, we are each individual persons and we Mm -hmm. have our own beliefs and ideas. So, you know, those would come into play sometimes and we would feel like, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. it was definitely hard to work through certain things, but, um, well, and, and if you're not clear about what your fear is and, and the motivation, you know, that that fear can, can push us into, yeah, you know, you can get all tangled up in each other's um, insecurities or, Absolutely. you know, whatever that fear is, is coming at you at. Absolutely. You know? So we just kind of learned that we had to, you know, just be very open with our communication and where we're both at and just talk about our own individual goals because, you know, we're we both have a goal to grow the salon, but we also both have our individual goals as well. Right. So we kind of just had to work through those and, um, you know, work it out. So it's all good now and it's all worth it. And, you know, we both grown a lot and learned a lot and, you know, so it's, it's been good, but, you know, we definitely keep business and personal and business and family. We try to keep it as separate as possible. That's excellent. Well, and I would imagine as you set that boundary and that precedent for your clientele, they probably are the type of people who don't come in and just dump their baggage all over you guys. Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you're, we're always going to be therapists. I feel like, you know, it doesn't matter. Yeah. (laughs) So, but for them, we have great clients for the most part, to be honest. But, you know, we always have those ones that come in and just want us to fix all their problems and yeah. make it better. And so, but it's all good. So how in in the midst of situations where you feel like you're kind of becoming that therapist, um, you know, role for the person, what has been your experience works the best in that conversation? You know, do you redirect? Do you... Um, help them have a different perspective? Do you just kind of keep to yourself and listen? Um, It honestly just depends on the conversation and, you know, what they're telling you. You know, sometimes they just want you to listen. And most of the time, that's what I do. I'm just there to listen because, you know, sometimes they just want to let it out. They they know you, you don't know their their circle of friends or family. So, you know, they know you're not going to say anything. So, you know, sometimes you just listen or, Maybe they do want your input, but, you know, I always try to put a positive spin and just, you know, give them something positive in their, in their life. So I, I just try to always be the light, you know, whether, yeah you know, so that's kind of, and then if it is a certain conversation that needs to be redirected, then we'll just, I redirect it. <laughs> and do you, um, when do you think you realized what a powerful influencer you were going to be for your, for your community? Um, to be honest, I don't even look at myself as being an influencer or anything. I just honestly am doing what I love. And I think it just reflects that as being, you know, influenced, but I I honestly just don't ever think of myself as an influencer if you know, Well, I think that, you know, I say that in, in the sense of like, because they mm-hmm. are coming to us with this desire, mm-hmm. you know, for transformation, and they're looking to us to answer certain questions about what we, you know, think is best for their face shape and their coloring, mm-hmm. and love, you know, all of that kind of yeah. stuff. They become, you know, this 
confidant and they trust us. And, um, you know, I know that you are constantly building your repertoire of, of information, um, feeding your mind and your soul. And, and I know that uh, the more we do that, the more we continue to be a, a better example for anyone. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, you know, I, I just, uh, I was curious if you had had the hunger just as a result of being who you are, or if you had the realization early on, you know, that you were going to be someone that your community was going to look up to. Yeah, I think in school, um, I, I mean, when I was in school, I always had, you know, girls that I was in cosmetology school with say certain things. And I, you know, I feel like they kind of sort of planted things in my head, like, oh, you're going to do celebrities someday, or you're going to do amazing mm-hmm. things. And, you know, I never, you know, I, I always thought, oh, wow, that's, that's cool. And that's great that they would say something like that about me. But we'll see what happens. You know, I just, I just love Mm -hmm. what I do. And, you know, so I never really thought, but, you know, I think it was just certain people in my life all along the way, including, you know, my mom and my parents and friends and family, just planting little seeds like, oh, this and that. And just eventually it started to click with me, like, okay, you know what, like, I can actually do whatever I want to, and Mm -hmm. I can be whoever I want to. And, you know, I think it was just kind of a slow spiral of things where it just started, you know, spiraling and spiraling until, you know, just kept going and, you know. Got your momentum going. Got, yeah, yeah, exactly. And got me to where I am today. And I'm by no means arrived or where I want to be because I have so many other things ahead of me. And, you yes, know, you so, do. yeah. Yeah, I I can envision a very big uh, repertoire of you just adding and adding and adding from educator to platform artist to, <laughs> you know, ad infinitum, my dear, you're, you're, uh, those are the goals. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and I can see that for you, because there is, um, you know, it's, it's so beautiful when we do what's necessary for us to feed from the inside out, you know, to, yeah. to gather information in a way that feeds our souls so that we can go out share information in a way that is, um, giving and yeah. being of service, you know, rather than um, feeding the ego, you know, the other yeah. way around. Right. Uh, and that's very apparent with what you do and how you um, present yourself. Well, thank you. Um, and that's, you know, I, I was attracted to that when I met you at the, um, the digital summit. Yeah. And thank you. Yeah. And, and obviously, you know, I wanted to get to know you more. Um, so when you when you think about um, like mentorship, I think mentorship is really important. And I know that you're always, you know, gathering more information from people that you respect and, and look to um, who have succeeded in one way or another. Who are your uh, mentors in hairdressing? Hmm. This is hard because there's so many of them. So many. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, I know. Huh? These days, there's just so much yeah. to look at. You know, I have a lot of, like, of course, uh, Instagram uh, mentors, I guess you could say, you know, that I follow. And mm-hmm. um, just, like, uh, Gina Bianca Hare, she's so good at, like, just business knowledge and all of that. So I love following her account and, um, you know, gaining more from her and just um, – my Paul Mitchell fam, you know, there's so mm-hmm. many, our business, um, 
or sorry, not our business rep. Our yeah, I guess he was our business rep. So he, he he's such a great mentor. He comes to our salon and just dumps all this amazing knowledge and information. So he's been an amazing mentor from the beginning, you know, great. before we opened the salon. So um, he's amazing. It's so good to have someone on the ground, you know, yeah. where you're at. Yeah, so valuable. Absolutely, and I honestly like. I wouldn't be where I am today without all the mentors just pouring, you know, those little bits and pieces into my life and giving that advice. Mm. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So when you think about um, the salon culture, like I'm curious what the typical kind of um, salon dynamic is on, on that coast. Uh, do you guys do employment-based booth rent like, what do you see for the salon's future? Um, so we are commission based and, you know, there's a lot of, there's honestly a lot of mixture in our area on this East coast. I mean, okay. we have a good mixture of booth rent salons, commission salons, as well as like the salon suites. And honestly, like the salon okay. suites are even, I'm hearing of them even more now in our area. Um, Interesting. Okay. So yeah, we have a good mixture around here. And honestly, as far as like what's coming in the future, I, I mean, right now, you know, the salon suites are so big and they're, you know, everyone just thinks it's a great idea and they are, they're really cool. But I think at the same time, you know, the commission salons are, I don't think they're going to go away either just because no. I think people love that aspect of having a team and that team atmosphere and, you know, all of that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, it's it's the community. You know, I, I think that I personally, um, because I've been doing hair for such a long time, I, I really know where I work best and my clients mm -hmm. are more comfortable in a solo situation. And I have a an office that I work out of that um, has everything I need and, and I thoroughly enjoy it. And I, but I miss community. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that, there, there's a lot of people who want to be, um, you know, independent, yeah, but still have community. And I think we're trying to find that happy medium mm -hmm. out here on the West Coast. Yeah, um, there's, but you know, yeah. it's. I'm um, sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say, yeah. There's pros and cons to both. <clears throat> of course, always. Yeah, with everything. Mm -hmm. But I think you know we're isolated so much in our own lives that it's really it is important for us to find community wherever we can yeah absolutely and, and you you're creating a sanctuary really yeah you know and what's great too with honestly like going back to the whole social media thing is you know even for those booth rentals or you know those solo salons it's there's such great community too that you can find even on social media like totally. I can't even tell you like some of the amazing groups I'm in right now and just the connections I've made with so many different stylists online and there, it's just so amazing, you know, the community and the, just what you can share with the community online nowadays. I completely agree. I've, I've made some amazing friends, yeah. including, I mean, you, you and I only have a relationship <laughs> online. At this point, I know. You know, but at least we've actually met. <laughs> we have, and it was, yeah, it was awesome. And now I can kind of, you know, put a face with, you know, your actual Instagram name. And yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I do know that, um, you know, there's something to be said for 
the culture, you know, that we're in and how competitive it can be. Um, and being able to create relationships with other hairdressers that are from from the heart and not mm-hmm. from an aspect of fear or mm-hmm. competitiveness, you know that's yeah. the, that's the hardest part I think in in any industry, yeah, especially in ours. Yeah, definitely. Um, I honestly never viewed you know our industry in a competitive way. I just don't think that. It, it needs to be viewed that way. You know what I mean? There's so many clients for everybody to go around. And I just think right. how much better can this industry be if we're all for each other, if we all help each other, you know, like right. if we can share color formulas or business information with each other, even if you're, you know, the salon up the street, like it's really cool yeah. because, you know, the salon that I was working at, like I told you before, you know, they're literally like right up the street from us. And it was rough at first, but we developed community again and we are, you know, we're friends and we still, we, we share ideas off each other. You know, if maybe if we run out of something, we borrow something from each other now. So, you know, it's nice to have hairstylists, especially in your area and in your community that, you know, you can feel like we can be friends. Like we don't need to be competitive and compete with each other because there's absolutely no reason to do that. Well, and it's, if you can promote that, the better. Yeah. Because, you know, the, the clientele, the community can feel that. Oh, yeah. And they love it. Exactly. Yeah. And it's all about the clients. You know, that's what we always bring it back to. Like in our salon, especially, you know, we're not worried about being catty with each other or creating drama because ultimately the bottom line is that no matter what's going on with anybody in the salon, as long as our clients needs are met at the end of the day, no matter who meets the need in the salon, as long as our clients Mm -hmm, needs are met, mm -hmm. then that's all that matters because that's, that's what our business is about. Right. Right. So speaking of getting needs met, you are a very busy young woman. (laughs) Have you always been time efficient or is this something that you've developed over time? Like you seem to be able to get your needs met and do a great job at the same time. So what's the secret? (laughs) (laughs) I don't think there's any secret, but um, I've always been very time efficient. I've honestly never really been a procrastinator. Sometimes I feel like a procrastinator, but when I, you know, when I look at it in the grand scheme of things, I guess I'm really not as much of a procrastinator. I just, and I think even the busier I've gotten and the more things I add, the more I'm like, okay, you have to, you have to set, you know, your time, you have to be on time for this. And, Mm -hmm. you know, so I think the more busy, the busier I got, you know, I just knew I had to be even more time efficient and, um, you know, and if I, you know, if I, have like a new idea or something I know that needs to get done. I just, I try to tell myself like, just do it now, just do it right now. Just start it right now. Mm -hmm. Because I think that's like the number one thing that sets people apart is there's, you know, all of us have great ideas, but it's only the small percent that actually do it. And, you know, I love, I love talking to people about that because honestly, like I love seeing people like just do it and just go for it. Like I love those. I love hearing those stories. They just inspire me of, you know, and it, nobody's greater than anybody else, but it's just the people that just start and they just do it. And those are the people that 
achieve their goals and dreams. Yeah, the execution part really gets scary. Mm-hmm. And I, I've, you know, I've done it many times mm-hmm. where I've, I've wanted to start something and it, it just didn't come into fruition. Yeah. And I had to believe that it wasn't in the, you know, the divine yeah. plan. But at the same time, there's so many things that I did mm-hmm. want to start, did start and have, you know, continued to follow through with and, and trusting yeah. that, you know, and so I, I would imagine that part of your relationship with your planning and execution and your time management has a lot to do with your spirituality. Yeah. Um, you know, what's, what's your practice, your daily practice? It definitely like? helps. Um, I mean, I try to wake up every morning. I'm, I'm an early bird. I wake up super early every morning and like my sister-in-law thinks yeah. I'm crazy and she's probably going <laughs> to listen to this that I'm calling her crazy. <laughs> no, but yeah, I get up really early every morning and um, I just try to pray every morning, you know, read my Bible a little bit and then um, work out just to kind of get my mind right and just ready for the day. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I try to do that every morning and it, it definitely helps to get me focused and ready for every day. No, that's awesome. And do you have any other parts of your spiritual practice? Do you journal or how do you get creative in, in other ways besides just behind the chair? Um, I don't journal as much as I would like to. Um, honestly, I just, I listen to so many podcasts, you know, to, to get inspiration. <laughs> I listen to your podcast yeah. is one of them. Um, it just constantly like I read books uh anything I can find or listen to to constantly like keep myself inspired and motivated and honestly even just the people I hang around with I love Mm -hmm. hanging around people that have that are excited and love what they do and you know all those things together just help keep me inspired and motivated yeah gotcha totally and obviously me being the uh, burnout interventionist, I would love to know if you have ever experienced any of the symptoms, you know, and what you've done to kind of uh, create change for yourself or do, you know, incremental uh, changes that, that, you know, helped you kind of move forward and out. Oh my it. gosh. Yes. I uh, definitely have felt that for sure. 100%. And it's, it's funny because before I owned a salon and, you know, really started, getting into that I I was rarely stressed I was very a you know low-key and I'm still pretty low-key but um you know Mm -hmm. just the more things that piled on and you know after we opened our salon um you know so many things changed and it just and there were so many other ideas that just started coming to me and you know, I'm sure you can relate, you know, you get all yeah. these ideas in your head and you're like, Oh, I want to be this. And I want to do that and this and that. And it started to like yeah. get so overwhelming for me because I wanted everything, every one of those things to happen like right now. And right. before I know it, it was like, I couldn't even do anything. Like I wasn't, I was I couldn't move it forward in any direction because I was so confused. I didn't know what, which direction I wanted to go. And here we are, we had a salon and I'm like, oh my gosh, I know my focus needs to be here, but just right now it's just not, it's in every other direction. So, you know, with that came, you know, just anxiety and, you know, fear Mm -hmm. and, you know, burnout and everything else. And I literally had to, 
and you know, my mom really helped a lot. She just was like, it's okay. You're young. You have time to do everything you want. And, you know, Mm -hmm. I just kind of had to take a step back and just say, okay, like, you know what, you can do all of those things, but what is the priority right now? And the priority was, you know what, you open this business with your mom, focus on that right now. And you need to become the best leader and mentor and stylist in that salon. And that's going to set you up for everything else that's to come in your future. You know, being an educator and platform Mm -hmm. artist or whatever's next. And so, you know, when I learned to just breathe and take a step back and just say, you know what, you can do all those things, but prioritize them and what's most important and what's going to set you up for everything else. And that really helped a lot just to kind of take a deep breath and just look at where I was at and prioritize. Yeah. And it's great that you had such a good support system, someone that you, you know, you have a good relationship with who can say to you, you know, you got plenty Mm -hmm. of time, just take a deep breath, focus on what's in front of you. Yeah. Yeah. So huge. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, it's important to be um, around people we can be vulnerable with, be honest with. Absolutely. You know, um, again, like not bringing it to the forefront of your workspace, but knowing that the people that are surrounding you and, you know, because we spend the most time with those people. Right. Yeah. (laughs) You know, we spend more time at work than we do anywhere else. Right. Um, you know, it's wonderful that you've set yourself up to be in an environment uh, that is supportive and allows you to step away, um, take a breath and, and be vulnerable in a moment where you can kind of gather yourself back yeah. up again so you can get back Absolutely. at it. Absolutely. You know? And I'm sure, you know, I had days and I'm sure my team could start to feel some of that and maybe they could, maybe they couldn't. I don't know. I don't, you know, I try to hide it a little bit. You know, I keep business business and, you know, I don't want right, everyone right. to know, but I mean, you know, I'm sure, you know, like you said, I'm, you know, you're with those people every day, but I literally have the best team ever. They are so supportive. We all help each other. I mean, they're, they're so amazing. Like, I'm like, I don't even deserve mm-hmm. this kind of team. And it's, it's just, it's amazing. They're amazing. Well, you deserve it, but more importantly, you created it. <laughs> yeah yeah I mean you cope you cope yeah yeah you know like we got we got to be clear on where our power is but Mm -hmm. at the same time you know it's it's the vision that you had you know thoughts become things I know that you believe that absolutely so you know when you look at I I love to think about you know the environment that I've created Mm -hmm. being my God showing up Mm -hmm. for me saying I Mm -hmm. love you I love you. You're supportive. Yeah. And, and this is, you know, where you have, you have brought your energy to the table and it has come true. Yeah. You know? Yeah, definitely. And not that we get prideful, boastful about right. it, but that we just have the, you know, the gratitude and the perspective to be able to see what we've been able to yeah. create. Yeah. So congratulations on having that because that's not, a lot of people's stories especially in the salon industry yeah. you know the unfortunately salons can become breeding grounds for you know just unhealed mm-hmm. egos and 
um, drama, really poor communication yeah. and leadership. You know, the, the leadership is, is really, you know, kind of what um, poisons yeah, the water. Yeah, it's true. You know? It's true. Definitely. And I think, you know, being a salon owner, it's, that's one thing that's become very important to me, you know, and I, with me being young, it, you know, starting out, you know, you think, oh, I'm a salon owner. That's cool. Like I'm young and I own a salon. You know what I mean? Like, but you know, I've learned in the past, you know, couple of years of owning a salon, like it's not just, oh, cool. Not glamorous. <laughs> it's not like, oh, cool. I own a salon. You know, it looks glamorous. It, there's so much more that comes with it. And, you know, I'm still learning yeah. and I still have so much to learn, but you know, one of the most important thing is as being a salon owner, like you are the leader of that salon, you are the leader of the team and you need to represent and encourage and inspire and keep your team inspired. And there's so much that comes with it. And, you know, yeah, a lot of responsibility. I don't think a lot of people necessarily think about that starting out because you're like, Oh, this is going to be cool. This is going to be fun and great. And <laughs> this it is fun and great and it can be, but you know, there are so many responsibilities that come with it. And first is the personal responsibility that you have to yeah. take for your own. Oh, stuff, yeah, you definitely. Know? Yeah. Cause you can make it look pretty on the outside <laughs> and you can look super, super cool and you can have all the coolest people working yep. there. But if you're, you know, your internal shit's messy, it's going to get messy oh, yeah. quick on the outside. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so tell me about how you're feeling about the education um, piece and, and getting licensed through Paul Mitchell. Super excited. Um, if you literally, uh, these words came out of my mouth, I think probably the first year we um, opened our salon and I said, I don't like educating people. I, I'll never educate. <laughs> okay. First of all, being a salon owner, you kind of have to be an educator to some extent but I literally fell in love with educating. I love educating yeah, people yeah. and I love teaching people new things that, you know, that maybe they never knew or something different yeah. or, and I just love it and I can't get away from it. And, I, you know, my Instagram account is all about education. It's social media education, it's formula, it's color techniques, all of that. And so it yeah. just kind of, evolved and I, I never really thought of myself as an educator, but, you know, I found myself in the salon, just like coaching some of my girls and showing them how to do things. I'm like, you know what, this is fun. Like, and especially it's fun when you see them get it and you see them get excited, like, Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I never knew this, or I didn't know you could do that. Or, and, you know, you just love seeing them get so excited about, you know, learning. So I'm very excited to you know, start educating with Paul Mitchell and just see where the journey leads me. Oh, it's so powerful. It's a really, it's an incredible thing to be able to see that inspiration and that light go on for people. Yeah. I've loved it for many yeah. years. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I always love the way, you know, I feel when I learn something from somebody else, you know, just something that inspires mm-hmm. me or a new idea. So, you know, I love receiving it, but I also love giving it too. Yeah, it's a, it's such a beautiful, really, uh, the industry itself, mm-hmm. you know, what we are able to um, create vibrationally when we're in that uh, sharing space, yeah. you know, we're creating together, you know, it's really 
light love you know driven yeah in the sense of that creative you know space is so god given um that flow and when we're sharing it you know and the reciprocal the reciprocity Mm -hmm. that you feel the energy exchange yes it's yeah it really is I mean, it's understandable why someone wants to become a platform artist, yeah. you know, you can feel the oh, energy yeah. and the vibe coming off of all those people in the oh, audience, yeah. that aha, or that, you know, the inspiration yeah. that comes. Oh, yeah. And there's such a difference, too, when you're teaching people that are hungry versus just, and like mm-hmm. you said, you know, being a platform artist, you know, you have those people that are just staring at you, they're hungry for more and like for more education. And, you know, you just you feel that. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really cool. Uh, yeah. We're so blessed. Yeah. It's such a great. It industry. really is. It's the best. So I know we're only a few months into the year, but um, do you have plans for any trips, any shows that you're going to go to? Um, as of right now, um, I we're going to be going to our Charlotte Fashion Focus because that's really close to where I live. So we always take our whole team there. Cool. Um, We've got a couple other little uh, educational events we'll be going to in Charlotte. I might end up going to some of the larger events. This year, I kind of decided to just, like, take a step back and um, just kind of work in the salon and maybe not travel as much this year. Uh, Of course, that can change from month to month, week to week. So my husband and I just finished uh, building our house. So we're kind of just, like, enjoying being there. And I'm trying to, like, maybe not travel as much this year. Um, But like I said, that can change. So, yeah. (laughs) Fun. Fun. Um, So you have a husband and a house. Mm -hmm. And I heard a little barking in the background. Got <laughs> Sorry. A, a little fur baby too. Oh no, no apologies. I've got yes, one too. Yes, I do. She's my little. She's my little baby. She comes with me to work every day too. So she's spoiled. Oh my gosh, she's a salon. Yeah, That's and she's awesome. like therapy for all my clients. They just they love they yes. love her. It's so funny. I bet. I bet they probably bring her treats. Instead oh gosh, of you. pretty much. Yeah, it's like oh look at Minnie. I'm like hey guys, I'm right here. Nice to see you. <laughs> no, but it's all good. <laughs> Oh, that's wonderful. What uh what an incredible life you created for yourself. That's so wonderful to hear how you've integrated everything, you know, because it's it's hard when we work as much as yeah. we do. You know, hairdressers really yeah. do um commit ourselves to working not that you yeah. know, no nobody else right, does, but... but it's really interesting how we pack our yeah. schedule. You know, and and so to have your um, your life integrated so much. It's, it's really healthy for you. Um, I believe to have that. Yeah, I definitely, I I do, you know, work really hard to kind of try to keep everything balanced between, you know, my husband and work and now having a new house and just, you know, and going back to the time management thing, it's really all about, you know, time management and planning things out, you know, and making sure you make time for everything that's important for you in your life. So what other things do you do for self-care? So you get up early and do your, your spiritual practice and then you work yeah. out um, and like day, days off. Do you guys like to go hiking or do you just working on the house like crazy? Um, lately it's been, you know, the house thing has kind of slowed down. Our weekends kind of consist of a little bit of housework and stuff, you know, just trying to finish up a few little things, but Um, yeah, we like to hike. Actually, we hike on the weekends and we have some really nice hiking trails pretty close to our house. 
Um, and we live in the country too. So we love four wheeler riding. So we have some like really oh, no fun way. trails that we ride. Yeah. So that's really fun. Oh, how so, fun. That's yeah, great. Yeah. We do that a lot. I think it's so important to have, um, like I, I love that I have a kid. She kind of gets me inspired <laughs> to do childish yes. things or childlike activities. Oh, yes. Um, you know, we don't play enough, I think. Yeah. So that's, that's It great. is fun to just kind of, you know, let loose and just, ha- you know, forget everything else and just have fun sometimes and just, you know, yeah, yeah definitely. And to, you know, have space where um, you get out of the way a little yeah. bit. I don't know if that makes no, any it sense, does. you know, but like, I got to get my head and all of the things I have to do and all of the ideas. I mean, I, I love having inspiration and ideas, but at the same time, I need to have that clarity, yeah. you know, of mind to, to actually take action and execute yeah, anything. Definitely. And it is really important to just have those times to have fun because, you know, especially like for me personally, like educating myself is fun. I know I'm like a weirdo, but like, Mm -hmm. honestly, like I could sit and listen to a podcast all day and just like fill my head with knowledge and like work on stuff that, you know, work on my goals. And like, that would be fun for me. But at the same time, you know, that's sometimes when you create the burnout and just that feeling of overwhelm. So it is good to just, you know, put that aside and just, you know, like you said, have fun and get your mind off things and do other things. And, you know, speaking of that kind of overwhelm, when you're gathering information, you know, how do you process new information and not start to feel like you aren't enough or that you haven't done enough or you need to do more? Um, I think I've gotten a little bit better with that because before I would just, it would be like too much and it'd be like overload. And then that's like, I wouldn't do anything, but just, yeah, just kind of like organizing more of what am I working on right now today for this week, for this month, and just kind of focus on that and maybe like write those things down and start. I lately I've been making a lot of lists of, okay, do this, do this, get this done and then move Mm. on. So just kind of doing more of that. That's great. That's great. Um, so when, when is your birthday? What sign are you? Um, I, am I, it's May 23rd, May. May mm-hmm. 23rd. I think that's around the cusp of, is that Leo? To be honest, I'm not sure. It's been a while since I've looked it up. And it's I can't... Taurus or Leo, I think. Yeah, possibly. I know I should know this, but I, it's been a while since I've looked it up and I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> but yes uh, I just, I'm always fascinated by that kind of stuff to yeah see, you know where where people's astrology lines up yeah with, with their it is interesting how, you know it compares just because um but I do think that you're a, a definitely uh a unicorn and anomaly <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, it's just wonderful to hear um such focus and and the the intention that you're going forward with and and what you want to create for yourself and those you serve. So I, I know how much I appreciate seeing that in other humans. Thank you. And, um, you know, I, I look forward to seeing all of the the accomplishments and ideas, visions come into fruition for you. Well, thank you. I appreciate that so much. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, 
So tell, um, tell the listeners how they can find you. Uh, okay. So you guys can find me on Instagram at Megan.Lorson. Um, and then I also have a YouTube channel now, which I've really started, you know, this year and I'm really trying to get that going. So that's also just Megan Lorson, but you guys can find that through the link in my Instagram bio. And I'm also on Facebook as Megan Lorson. Yeah. Sorry. I mispronounced your last name. I'm really good. Oh, I didn't even notice actually. Did you? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Well, I was actually going to spell it for everybody because a lot of people think it's actually Larson, but it's L-O-R-S-O-N. So, but it's okay. It It doesn't bother me. Call me whatever. (laughs) Well, I'll call you beautiful right right now. (laughs) Um, Okay. So Instagram, YouTube, and what is the, um, content on YouTube? Um, YouTube is honestly a good mixture of everything. I have some makeup tutorials on there, but I mostly have a lot of hair education. So color techniques. And is that education? Okay. For hairdressers. Yes. For hairstylists. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Very cool. What is your favorite thing to do in the salon? Definitely color. I do a lot of color and specifically blonding. Cool. I love it. And is that uh, as a result of the clientele kind of, it, are you have a lot of blondes out there? I do. And I'm a blonde too. So I don't know. I guess I just attract it maybe. You attract them. <laughs> right. But yeah. Uh, I guess I have a lot of those clients in the area and, but mostly that's what I post. So that's what I get. So <laughs> gotcha. yeah. And just, um, you know, out of curiosity, uh, how has Instagram been for you locally? Like, do you use a local hashtag and do people, you know, locally find you through Instagram or do they find you through referral? We have a lot of people that find us through Instagram. Uh, We do have a lot of referrals also, but we do get a lot from Instagram too. Um, And we do have certain hashtags that we use for like our local area and people will find us through those hashtags. Cool. I always like to hear it just out of yeah. curiosity for me. I'm sure li- listeners like to hear yeah. that too. Um, and when you think about your Instagram following, like what, what's your formula? Do you post once a day or do you post twice a day? Like, do you have a little rhythm that you've got? Yeah, going? it varies honestly. And last year, like the end of last year, I was posting like three or four times a day and Yes. Yes. It was hard, but I was doing it. And I mean, if you want to grow some followers quick, you post three, four times a day. And let me tell you, it works. Um, Wow. So now lately I've been posting, I mean, the past month, past month, I've been posting it like once a day, Um, sometimes twice a day, but i definitely always keep like my stories constant. My stories are constantly going. I do multiple stories like every day. So yeah. And how do you feel about like you share, you know, personal stuff, professional stuff, just life? Um, most of it is professional and business. So like hair education, even on my stories, I'll show like what I'm doing in the salon. But I also mix in gotcha. a lot of personal cool. too, like just, you know, my outfits, my hair, my makeup, you know, so it's all kind of beauty and fashion related, but I do share some of that personal side of my life as well. Gotcha. I know that. (laughs) I'm watching. Are you watching? (laughs) I'm watching. Um, No, I I love uh, when you do your your hair stuff. It's always fun to watch. Well, thanks. It's fun. I love it. I, I love it. You're 
beautiful face. <laughs> Thank you. Um, well, keep up the good work. You are an inspiration. And, um, and I just, like I said, I'm, I'm stoked to get to know you a little bit better. And I'm glad that uh, the listeners will. Thank as you well. so much. I totally appreciate you having me on this podcast. This is actually my first podcast ever. Oh, yeah. So you're the first one. And I'm so excited. and oh, I'm so fun. honored to be on this. So thank you. Well, you're very well spoken. So this will be a good little piece you can share with some people that you might do future education. Yes, for. I would love it. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, my dear. You take care of yourself. Okay. Have a wonderful rest of you your too. day. You too. Thanks, off. India. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode with Megan. If you want to find her, again, her info on Instagram is Megan, M-E-G-A-N dot Lorson, L-O-R-S-O-N. And if you have any questions about the podcast or burnout and the beauty expert, please don't hesitate to reach out India at IndiaDunn.com. And as always, sending love and light. Have a great rest of your day.